Love him together. Welcome his presence here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can return to your seat if you like. Just keep standing for a moment. Just you can return to your seat. My, what a presence of the Lord is in this house. Thank the Lord for all the good music and praise and direction we've had here tonight. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. You know, actually, that's what I'm supposed to preach about tonight is the presence of the Lord. And I thought if I was leading service a while ago, that's the song I'd sing. And I declare the Lord must be in this place. Isn't that right? Anybody feel his presence? Amen, amen, amen. 2 Samuel 19, 43. You going to help me preach a while? Praise God. I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. Let's have church a little while. And the men of Israel answered the men of Judah and said, We have ten parts in the king, and we have also more right in David than ye. Why then did ye despise us that our advice should not be first had in bringing back our king? Everybody say, bringing back our king. And the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. You may be seated. Try to preach a little while, and we'll go do something else after a while. Hey, what do you think? I want to preach from this particular portion of Scripture. I use, only use this verse to use a phrase, phrase for the title of the message. David was the king spoken of in this verse, but David knew who the real king was. The psalmist said, 5-2, hearken to the voice of my cry, my king, 
and my God, for unto thee will I pray. 10.16 said, The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his land. Do you have these verses back there tonight? I thought I gave them to you. Nevertheless, uh, Psalms uh, 24, 7, and 8 said, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. 47, 6 and 7 says, Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. So I simply gave you a half a dozen or more verses here tonight that simply tells us who the real king was. David, again, was the one spoken of in this verse, but David was instrumental in getting the Ark of the Covenant back to where it belonged. So he really knew who the king was in his life. If you're determined to sit on your throne Instead of getting off of your throne and let God sit on it, you're going to be in trouble. But I believe there's some people here tonight that says, I'll come off of my throne just to let you be my king. Ah, uh, that's right. Go ahead and warm up some hallelujahs here tonight. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The first piece of furniture made was the Ark of the Covenant. Give that to me, if you will the type of Christ in his glory. It has a representative character. Actually, it was a symbol. Have you got that picture for me? Have you got that picture? Is it up there? Okay, I'm not seeing it. I'm watching it back there. But it's not back there. Everybody turn and look. It's not back there. Is it? Now it is. Whoa, that's powerful right there. Hey, Amen, I like that. Don't you? It was the first piece of furniture was made was the Ark of the Covenant. Again, the type of Christ. Again, it had a representative character. Actually, a symbol, only if you will, a symbol of his. I told you we was going to talk about the presence of God tonight. His divine presence. It was honored and it was respected, uh, respected among the children of God. The only piece of furniture in the Holy of Holies, picture number two. And uh, it, was, it, it, it enclosed, this, this, uh, this uh, uh, Holy of Holies enclosed the two tables of stone, which was the testimony, picture number three, which was the testimony or evidence of God's covenant. God had his spirit represented but he also had his word represented. I suggest to you tonight that this is not just a spirit-filled church. It is a spirit-filled church, but it is a word-produced church. 
It's the word that brings the spirit to us. Without truth, we have nothing. My God, Jesus said, they that worship him, not them, must worship him in spirit and in truth. The spirit is wonderful. We got to have it. It's, a, it's, it's, it's everything we need mixed with the word of God. Hallelujah. I don't have much time for these so-called spirit-filled people that don't believe Acts 2.38 and Jesus is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I don't have much respect for those that don't believe in wholeness, don't believe in living for God because if you're going to worship him, you're going to worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm feeling something in here. Amen. And of course, the pot of manna was represented. And also Aaron's rod that budded was represented. The two stone tablets with his commandments. The Ark of the Covenant was a chest made uh, out of acacia wood, two and a half cubits, about equal, if you will, to four feet long, a foot and a half cubit wide, and a foot and a half cubit high, 27 inch by 27 inch. Picture that. About four foot long and about so wide and so tall. Amen. The acacia wood speaks to us of Christ's humanity. But it was also overlaid with gold within and without and was ornamented with a molding of gold running all around it. Gold speaking to us of his divinity. Jesus was God and man. He was man and spirit. Oh, yes, and at his four rings were added. Do you see them there? The four rings were added through which the gold-covered carrying stays were put so the proper people could carry it. Amen. Rallying, the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant was a rallying point for the children of God. They knew it was not by might, nor by power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. When the people rested, the Ark stood in the holiest place, and the cloud rested on it. I'm getting a picture of this in my mind tonight. Are you getting a picture? Oh, it was led by fire by a, a, a day, night and cloud by day. While on the march, the ark was in the center. And I suggest to you that the church ought to be the center of your life. Loving God ought to be the main thing in your life. It ought to be the center of your thoughts. Everything else ought to surround about it. How do my decisions affect the Spirit of God in my life? Come on now. Hallelujah. You know what I suggest? You build around the house of God. You live around the house of God. You think about the house of God. You think about the presence of God. Hallelujah. It was the ark that was in the center of attraction for the people of God. When they crossed, it used it was it was the rolling, boisterous, overflowing 
banks of Jordan. When they crossed this, are you getting a picture of the Jordan River? It was rolling in boisterous. It was, it was over the banks, overflowing the banks at the time of harvest. But you know what happened? They, they brought the ark there and it divided the waters. When you, the Bible says when you see the ark and the priest move, follow the ark. The pastor preached a little bit about it. I thought he was going to get my message the other night. I had preached it many times, not necessarily this one. I have preached this one somewhere a long time ago. But I'm telling you, he got on this go-after-it part. You know what we need is some go-after-it people. Wherever the ark leads us, that's where we ought to go. Can I preach some more about the priest and tell you, he said, when you see the ark and the priest, go after it. You'll cross your Jordan. You'll cross the worst times of your life if you'll follow the priest. Follow the priest and follow the ark. Somebody said, I'm just, the spirit told me such and such, but my pastor says something else. No, you better be careful. You better follow the priest and the ark. And when you do, there'll sure be victory for you. You'll cross the bosses rolling Jordans of your life. I'm preaching to somebody right now. If you want to get through your trial, follow your pastor. Follow the man of God in your life and follow the Holy Ghost. It'll lead you through your bosses rolling. Jordans. Woo! I feel like just shouting a little bit here tonight. Oh, yeah. It was born in the procession around Jericho when the walls fell. I'm just preaching about the presence of God. Your walls have to fall at his presence. In battle or conquest, the ark again was in the center. It was a secret of victory. If they maintained its importance, victory was sure. I'm hurrying here and telling you when the Philistines stole the ark, the Israelites then were not following the Lord whole, wholeheartedly. and They began to suffer from the consequences of their unfaithfulness. They think that by bringing the Ark of the Covenant into battle will tilt the battle in favor of them even if they're unfaithful to God. You better not try that. You just better be faithful and keep the Holy Ghost with you always. You don't just pick and choose when you want it. Oh God, but I want to be ye filled with the Spirit. I want to have it with me always. Oh, yes. Thy God, the Bible said, thy God to Daniel, thy God whom thou servest continually will deliver you. But Israel began to be uh, less, less than wholehearted, and they suffered the consequences. The Philistines stole the ark, and they left it, if you will, at the house of Dagon. You've heard about Dagon, many of you have. And when it was brought to the house of Dagon, this presence, this this, this, this presence of the ark wrought disaster. It wrought disease, and it wrought destruction. They left it overnight, and you know what happened? Dagon, their God, fell on his face before the ark of the Lord. Come on, I got some good news for you tonight. Well, wherever you take the spirit of God, the devil's got to fall. 
Wherever you take him, if you don't take the Holy Ghost with you, you're going to face demons. You're going to face struggles. You're going to face battles. But when you take God with you, I can promise you that you're going to come out all right. He fell on his face. I like the terminology of Scripture. The Bible said he fell on his face before the ark of the Lord. History, I believe, says it slew 50,070 men. There God fell on his face. God is the jealous God. Jealousy is as cruel as a grave. Anything that you worship more than God or keep you from worshiping God, he can certainly destroy it. If it's your job, if it's your children, if it's your money, if it's your fame, if it's your sports, God can cripple you where you can't work. He can cripple you where you can't play ball. He can cripple you where if you put anything else before God. He's a jealous God. Woo! What are you preaching tonight? I'm preaching to somebody. I'm preaching to somebody over here and here and here and here to tell you, you better put God first. You can have a lot of good times in this world, but you better put God first or God's going to cause that devil to fall. There were Dagon's of false religion today. You can, they, they try to prop it up with science. And they try to prop it up with decrees and all kind of things, but it, it can't stand. The next morning, that was the first morning, Dagon fell before, fell on his face before the Ark of the Covenant. The next day, next morning, Dagon was falling upon the face to the ground before the Ark of the Lord and the head of Dagon and both the hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Oh, it used to be a beautiful image, if you will, so to speak. But now it's just a stump. Why? Because the Holy Ghost got involved. The ark, rather, got involved. Oh, for it is written, folks, Romans 14, 11 says, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Every agnostic, every atheist, every Muslim, every Pentecostal, every Baptist, every Methodist, every Catholic, come on, they're going to bow their knee one of these days to the Father of all creation, and his name is Jesus. I'm just glad to know I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I'm glad to know I got the Holy Ghost woo, talking in tongues. I'm glad, woo, my Lord, I'm glad I'm feeling it right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Satan has to bow to it. It was the type Dagon, if you will, and its falling is a type of the final and ultimate victory over the Antichrist. And I got a, I got a feeling he may be alive somewhere in this world because we're close to the rapture of the church. He just may be a, I know one thing, the spirit of Antichrist is here. It's already prevailing across America. They're already telling you you can't buy or sell if you don't get some kind of mark. 
Come on now. Oh, but I, that was the type of the victory over the Antichrist. Once the ark, though, was at Obadiah's house for three months, his house was blessed. If you feel like you've lost the blessing, you ought to take the ark back home with you tonight. You ought to take the Holy Ghost back to your house tonight. Y'all to let your children see you pray. Y'all let your children see you read the Bible. Y'all to let your children see you talking in tongues, not just at church, but at home. Hallelujah. If you want to be blessed, take it home with you. I'm taking you a quick trip through this. 1 Corinthians 15, 1. And David made him houses in the city of David. Oh, I like this. And what? And for what? Prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched for it a tent. God is not an intruder. He's not going to knock your door down and make you open it so he can come in. But Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I'd like to come in and sup with you. But you know what David did? Made him a house in the city of David. He prepared a place for the ark of God. Don't worry about it, sir. If, you, if you're afraid this Holy Ghost is going to jump off on you, don't you worry about that bit, uh, a bit. They used to say, if you go down to that Pentecostal church, they'll sprinkle some powder on you. I've never seen any in my, in my 70, almost 75 years of living. I've never seen any, any powder sprinkled on anybody. But I have seen people when they repented of their sins, when they got baptized in Jesus' name. I watched them come out of, the, all out of the water talking in tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance hallelujah because they opened the door they made a place for the Spirit my Lord they made a place for the Spirit of God don't don't blame God if you don't have the Holy Ghost he's knocking on your door right now well, I just can't talk in them tongues. Yes, you can. And I'll give you another promise if you want me to. If you'll repent and be baptized in Jesus' name, my Bible and your Bible says you shall. Oh, my God, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How are you going to open the door? I'm going to repent. I'm going to say, come in, Lord Jesus. Come in. David made a place for the ark. Oh, wherever you're sitting tonight, you may be in your living room or you may be driving down uh, the highway in your car. Why don't you open your heart and say, God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. I opened the door. I prepared a place. Here's my heart. Fill it, Lord. Fill it, Lord. Fill it, Lord. Then David's son said, none ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites. For them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. Skipping on down, verse 3 said, And David gathered 
all together to Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord into his place which he had prepared for it. You know where they were when the Holy Ghost fell? At Jerusalem in the upper room. You know where the, what, what the Bible said was happening with them? They were all with one mind and one accord and the Holy Ghost fell. The Bible said David gathered all Israel together. If we get together tonight, no telling how much revival we're going to have in 2022. I'm not pulling one way. Pastor's not pulling another way. You're not pulling another way. And you're not pulling another way. Oh, when we all get together, we're going to have revival like we've never had before. Come on. It's time for the church to be united in one accord. I believe that's where we, I believe we got it. I believe we got it. I believe we're here. I believe it's there. My Lord, I'm looking for backsliders to come home. I'm looking for people that's been away from God for 20 and 30 and 40 years to come back to woo, because there's a church in Bethlehem that says I'm together. I want you home. I want you home. My God, I'd like to baptize whole Trinitarian churches in Jesus' name. Every one of them in Jesus' name. When we all get together, it's going to happen. But the proper mode of removing it had been neglected a long time ago. Uzo was smitten with death for putting forth his hand to the ark of God. He had no business taking charge of it. So we must be careful with his presence. We better be careful when, when the Holy Ghost is working in a place to be careful how we handle it. If the ark was used correctly, there was, there was victory. But if it was handled wrongly, there was destruction. Transporting the ark on a cart was against God's specific command. The ark was designed to be carried and was only to be carried by Levites, not towed on a cart. It was expressly ordained that the ark should be carried on the shoulders of the priests because the cause of God must proceed through the world by the means of consecrated men rather than by easier form. It never would have fallen had it been carried properly. It was They brought destruction on themselves because they took advantage of the ark. Bringing the ark back was no small gesture. David said, I want to get the ark back to where it belongs. But it was no small gesture. First Chronicles 15. So David and the elders of Israel and the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the house of Obadiah with joy. My God, I'm like the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. They went up there with joy. Oh, Lord, I'm just about to get turned loose here. You know, we had a great service earlier in this service tonight. People were crying. People were weeping. 
People were getting on the floor, if you please, to, to get God to move for them. And that's great, and that's fine, and that's wonderful. And that's what we have to do sometimes. We have to cry, and we have to moan. We have to get in a, in a, in a spirit of intercession sometimes. But I want to tell you, there's sometimes we're not going to cry always. Hey, I've had enough sorrow in the past 50 years that when I come to church, I'm not planning on crying my way through all of it. Woo! I was, I'm going to go get the... I'm going to go get the ark with joy. I was glad. I was glad. I was glad. Sit back down so you can stand back up in a minute. I was a place one time, the pastor had seen this church, or not the pastor, but a visiting preacher had seen this church moaning and groaning. They couldn't get a smile on their face, looked like, for a while. And this, this, this great preacher came and saw what this one, it was a, it's a, a wonderful church. I'm talking about a great church, but they was in this boohooing mode. Is that, is that okay? And, and they were crying. And he said, it's time to quit crying. It's time to get happy. It's time to get joy. It's time to get that peace. And the church went up a little while and they shouted and they rejoiced. And they, Come on, somebody, put a smile on your face tonight. It'll help you feel smile a little bit. After the after the the cloud lifted, I looked over and there was a big old guy. Let me pick out somebody that was big as him. I don't know. Kevin, I'm looking at you right over there. <laughs> he knew it was coming. Come here, bro, Kevin. I love you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't pick on you, right? He said, bring it on. And I watched this guy. Do that for me. I'm thinking the man just told you to shout and rejoice. It's time to quit crying sometime. We're going to get the ark back. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Woo! Hey, I think sometimes the reason people are crying is they don't have that joy. They don't have that ark. But Woo! My God, but I believe tonight it's time for us to shout and rejoice. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm. Woo. I just felt a surge or something here. I, I wish I could bottle up what I just felt and come back and punch you with it, some of you. Can I preach some more? Lord, give me some more breath and I'll try. And it came to pass when God helped the Levites that bear the ark, the covenant of the Lord, that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. I got news for you. The Lord's not helping them out yonder.
but he's helping us. Hey, I got news for you. I may not be a good speaker, but when I get the anointing, they can't come, they can't touch me. We may have apostolic preachers all over the place that may not be trained in how to speak, but when they get the Holy Ghost, the Lord's not going to help them out, China. They don't have it. Woo! But he's helping us tonight. You know why? Because he wants us to get the ark back where it belongs. It took a lot of planning. Took a lot of getting together. Seven bullets, $450 a piece, equals 3,150 bucks. Probably more than that now, according to Numbers 15. Seven rams at $50 a piece, 350 bucks. 35 quarts of oil, $140. That's probably cheap too. 35 quarts of wine, $10 a quart. How many knows how much it costs? No, we wait there. I about caught some of you. <laughs> 35 quarts of wine, $10, $350. 17 and a half gallons of flour at $3 and a half. A gallon of flour, $20. I'm understanding at this, at this rate, it would, total cost of sacrifice would have been $4,010. But I'm telling you, I got more tonight it's worth more than 4000 and I wouldn't trade what I'm feeling for $4,000 tonight. I'm glad we got it. It's worth sacrificing to get this. It took hours of practice, brother. It took hours of, of set-up time. It took men back there on the sound. It took men, men and women back there on the video department. It took, it took a lot of organizing. But I'm telling you, just to feel his presence, just to have him in the room with us tonight, it's worth it all. <laughs> Woo! Sit down one more time. And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen. And all the Levites that bear the ark, robe of fine linen, and the singers, and all the Levites that bear the ark, and Tananiah, the master of the song, with the singers. If I can't remember your name, that's what I'm going to call you next time, Chananiah or something. <laughs> David also had upon him an ephod of, leaf, uh, of linen. And I got to reading, and the linen was a lightweight piece of garment. And I got to reading some more. Brother Austin, and it, it said it was dancing clothes. I don't know what you got on tonight, but I'm about ready to shed one of these garments. I said one of them. Hallelujah. Whatever it takes for me to be able to be loose in the spirit, shed it. Get rid of it. Is your pride your heaviest garment tonight? 
I'm preaching to somebody. Is your pride your heaviest garment tonight keeping you from rejoicing? Everybody in this place ought to be standing up. Everybody in this place ought to be shouting. Everybody in this place ought to be praising God. I'm telling you, woo, loosen the garment. Let go of the thing that's holding you back. Thus all Israel brought up the ark. This is verse 28, 1 Corinthians Chronicles 15. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting. I can't hear it tonight. With shouting. And with the sound of the cornet. And with trumpets. And with cymbals. Making a noise with psalteries and harps. You know what, I got a feeling they wasn't singing no blues song. They wasn't playing on those instruments no blues song. If you want people to shout, give them shouting music. If you want people to get up and praise God and smile, give them some smiling music. Thank God for smiling music tonight. Thank God for people that love God. Thank God for people that love music, love worship. Why? What's this all about? What's this organ all about? What's this thing all about? What's these drums all about? It's about getting the king back. It's about getting the king back. That's all it's about. It's about getting the king back. Brother Austin, Patrick used to play drums. It's sitting over here one time. I think they're sitting over here one time. Probably been sitting over here. May have had them sitting down there. But I'm telling you, he could play those drums. But I watched you the other night playing those drums. He wasn't no first mile drum player. If you missed that, maybe you ought to get up the tape and hear it this morning. He wasn't no first, first mile drum player. He's a second mile drum player and a third mile. Woo, I watch him. Hey. But I tell you what, Austin, it's not about you playing the drums. It's about getting God back. It's God about getting the ark back. It's about getting the ark back. Woo! Come on, somebody. Let's have a little church tonight. Yeah. Come on, which one of y'all play the guitar? Is it you? Get up here, hurry. Brother Stan, where you at? Brother Stan, Brother Stan. I watch Brother Stan when he comes into church. He does like this right here. He's not lagging around like he's doing tonight. Come on. He's ready to get in it. Come on, Doc. Come on. Come on, Brother, Brother Chan and I. Come on up here. Hallelujah. Anybody else play something? Get up here. Hurry. Hurry. 
I'm going to do it without you if you don't hurry. Come on. Woo. It's not about you, Doc. It's not about you. It's not about you, brother. It's not about you. But it's about getting the ark back. It's about getting the ark back. I'm seeing a picture of a processional, a march, a parade. I'm looking at clowns, baboons, if you will, drawing attention to the main attraction. In other words, look this way. Here comes the ark. Look this way. Here comes the ark. Look this way. Here comes the ark. You know what? I don't know exactly how this happened, but I know David... David got him one of them ephods. Come here. Come here, Brother Aaron. Right there. Right there. Right where he's standing. Right there. Come, 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 come here, Brother Patton. You mind helping me? Turn Take care of this heart. We're going to get at least two more. Brother Reggie, come on. Where's that big old boy I said while ago? Come on, get it, get this thing on you. Come right here, right here. You belong right here. I don't know how it exactly happened, but I got a feeling David saw this ark coming, taking it back to Jerusalem. Now you have to get your hand on your shoulder like the rest of these here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other side. I'm sorry. No, you're right. Leave the space for the ark. Just leave the space for the ark. I don't know, I don't know, but I got a sneaking feeling that David wanted to get close enough that if he could get one of those ephods on him, come on now, come on, one of those ephods on him, that he could, he could get a hold of that thing. So he, he comes out and off with his kingly robe. This is just me thinking. I'm not saying this is Bible, I'm just... I'm liking what I'm feeling. That's what I'm telling Come on. i tell you what I'll do. If you'll let me wear that ephod, I'll let you wear this king's robe. That way I can get closer to it. Now help me get this thing on. Oh, my God. If I'm dressed right, if I got the right robe on, be, be careful with that. That didn't come from that didn't that didn't come from goodwill. Whoa! You know, David, da, David got loose from all this other stuff, and he humbled himself. He took off his kingly robe. 
Hey, if you're going to get the ark close to you, you're going to have to humble yourself and say, yes, Lord, I want it. Yes, Lord, I want to get close. Come on, get out of here. Ooh, come on. One, two, three, four, five, six. And the Bible said he danced before the Lord. Come on, guys. Come on. He danced before the Lord with all his might. He danced before the Lord with all his might. I can't hear those trumpets. Where are those trumpets at? I'm saying, whatever it takes, get the ark back. Whatever it takes, get the Holy Ghost back in your life. Get the Spirit of God back in your life. Whatever it takes. Listen to this. I think, I think one commentary said they took six more steps. Get back there. I'm in charge, brother. Ready, y'all? Are you ready to shout? One, two, three, four. Hey, it's worth it to feel what we're feeling. This is the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven.
one of us get where we can take six pace. Everybody get where you take six pace. We go from this way to that way. We're gonna march six paces. And when you get there, I want you to let go and let God have his way. If you're in the aisles back there, just walk this way down your row of pew. Come on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? One, two, three. Come on, come on, move, 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 ladies, move. Six paces, six paces, six paces.
one more time. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice one more time. Come on, somebody's about to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Ghost fall on her. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Go ahead and let it go for just a moment. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Somebody just received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on. That's another soul, another soul one. Hallelujah. Come on, if you need the Holy Ghost, you need a blessing. Come on down here because you're in the presence of the King. I understand that it's late and I'm not rushing anybody. But if you need to go, you can be dismissed. But there's something powerful going on in the Holy Ghost right now at this moment. Come on. Bring your tithes and your offerings to the storehouse before you leave, please. But let's rejoice in the house of God because the presence is in this place. to the storehouse on your way home. The offering uh, are here. Bring it right up here. Put it in before you go. God bless you. Wednesday night. Church Wednesday night. God bless you in Jesus' name.